This episode is being brought to you by Soul Tribe Publishing House. Hey everyone, thanks for coming back and joining us again on Soul Sister Sunday. I'm Kim. And I am Jay. We're going to be talking about mom guilt. What is mom guilt and what does it mean to us and how do we experience it? How do we deal with it? And how do we overcome it is really what we want to get into today in today's topic. I hope that you guys are doing well today, enjoying your Sunday. Join us as we have this deep dive into mom guilt and hopefully find some light in this tunnel. Oh, it's going to open up some doors. I know it did for me when I found out what it was. So I will hope that other moms out there, or anybody who knows any moms, this will open up the door for them too. Yeah, and bring some understanding because mom guilt, even if you're not a mom, you could still understand it and be compassionate to your fellow moms. Of course, of course, absolutely. We're going to start with Kim pulling a card for, um, tell us Kim, what are you doing? So the deck I have in my hand right now is the Modern, Modern Witch tarot deck 78 card deck full of women feminine energies a lot of androgynous cards in here so when you look at this card you get the idea that it's supposed to be a woman or represent a woman and i'm gonna go ahead and give it a shuffle and it's women of color too uh mostly women of color i do see a couple of blonde chicks in here so it's mostly women of color okay now i love that deck when i when it first came out we'll go ahead and add this to the description so you'll be able to find it on amazon through our affiliate links yeah feel free i think it's a great deck to begin with to anyone out there who's like a beginner um it copies a lot of the writer weight so it can be a beginner friendly deck to use but let me go ahead and shuffle real quick and pull a card just for the overall feeling of today's episode about mom guilt Ooh, the card I have is the Two of Swords in front of me. The Two of Swords is a woman sitting on like a box or a bench with waters behind her. And she's blindfolded holding two swords, but she's holding them like, like an X across her chest. So with the Two of Swords, did you want to give the description? Want me to go ahead and do it? You go ahead and do it, girl. You on a roll. <laughs> All right. So Two of Swords, obviously with her being blindfolded, that means that she's not seeing clearly she's not trying to see ahead of her and that happens a lot with moms in general we tend to get confused in how we navigate motherhood and we can always see things clearly and then also with the swords the swords is a sign of communication so with that being said to a swords it's kind of like a a back and forth the on and off uh, this side versus this side and unfortunately i hate to tell y'all this but we can't see clearly until we remove that blindfold and make a decision. And also with the Two of Swords, like I said, there's water behind her and she's sitting on this box. And the water behind, it starts off almost like a rough water and it kind of smooths out. That goes back to the idea that things may seem a little challenging at the moment, but with the right decision, whatever that decision may be for you at that moment, it can become calm. So again, challenging, difficult decisions, weighing on your options and almost like you're trying to be avoidant and the way I related to mom guilt mom guilt is a lot of avoidance whether it's avoiding a baby avoiding yourself not being able to make a decision on what's best for you or the baby 
And then that brings about the guilt that we feel when trying to do things. But with that being said, take off that blindfold. If you have to plan something, maybe make a little organizational chart, weigh your options. And that's the tour source as well, always weighing your options. So with mom guilt, weigh your options and you'll hopefully make a better decision. Yeah, I like that. She definitely took it deep in there. Anytime I look at the two of swords and I pulled it out just so I can have the visual as well. Um, I think about how trapped people are. Like that this girl is trapped between two thoughts and the swords represent thought and communication. So she's trapped in the middle of not knowing to go left or going right. And that is mom guilt. That's anxiety, that's crippling anxiety of mom guilt. I agree. I agree. I get that from that cards too. And also a lot of emotions evolves. So I know y'all didn't come here for a tarot lesson. I'm going to give you one real quick. With the waters, <laughs> whenever you see waters in tarot, that's also a sign too of emotions. So with mom guilt, it's a lot of emotional baggage that comes along with it. A lot of crying, a lot of anger, a lot of feeling disappointed and upset. So with all that being said, trust me, you'll be all right. You just got to take the blindfold off and see clearly. Mm-hmm. Use that sword to whip it off. Just don't don't cut yourself. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. Safety first. <laughs> Safety first. All right. So let's go ahead and move on then to the deep nitty gritty. And let's start from the very beginning of what is mom guilt? What is this situation that we're talking about? And I'm going to go ahead and just read the description that I found on Google. It says, whether you've never heard of mom guilt or can escape its relentless grip, It simply means that pervasive feeling of not doing enough as a parent, not doing things right, or making decisions that may mess up your kids in the long run. Oh, just a description of that sounds worrisome. It is. So, Kim, do you experience mom guilt? I want to say yes. However, I didn't know what it was. And that happens a lot with mothers, especially mothers who are first-time moms or mothers who don't have someone to talk with we have so many different feelings but don't know exactly what it's called and I would say for me for sure being a young mom not really having anyone to turn to not knowing how to process my own feelings being very lost yes I experienced mom guilt but I had no clue what it was I took it as me being too dramatic girl brush it off you'll be all right and keep pushing no that's victimizing your victim yeah yeah if you want to say it that way yeah of course but that's all I knew to do and I think a lot of moms out there do the same I agree I agree I I always knew that it felt like mom guilt because I felt guilty I knew that I could identify that space and that energy that I was in I just didn't know that (laughs) there was a conversation being had and resolutions being had and I was doing the resolutions part so for me to find out the actual label of it is more of a clarifying tone for me like yeah you struggle with this but you're also doing this to overcome it and therefore you can label it and we can talk about it because mom guilt is also not talked about enough why because people feel guilty talking about it and it's not something to feel guilty about this is an experience. Motherhood is a hood. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. But why do you think, too, like, thinking back to us being young parents and us not talking about it, 
do you think that honestly if we had that support we would have talked about it more hmm that's a really good question um i never had that support when i had my child at 21 at 20 i was pregnant 21 i had her I didn't have that support system because I was in college and it was a different sphere. It was a different arena that I was in. Um, I felt guilty and I would, I remember many times where I would cry in my car before I had to go to class or before I had to go punch in for the clock for me to work, for me to provide. And I felt so guilty knowing that I had to do this for my family, but at the same time, knowing that I was missing out on my child, that I was not being the best parent to her. And would it have been better? I think so. I think it would have allowed me to navigate myself with a little bit more grace. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I, I think that would have made a difference too. It's unfortunate that we didn't have much of that after we had our kids. Even so this very day, we still don't really have much of that. But no, I think it would have made a big difference. Yeah. I think it would have shown us exactly what that healthy environment look like where we can rely on people to uphold our parenting and uphold us as we parent. I think parenting falls short when the people around you are not celebrating your parenting. That's true, but that doesn't happen often. At least if we had to make it like a black and white thing, I don't think being celebrated or encouraged as a parent happens a lot in black and brown communities. Most of the time, like think about it, like not to be mean or anything, but when somebody in our circle and in our community gets pregnant, the first thing they do is get talked about badly. They get like, I want to say stones thrown at them. They're not really giving a pat on the back or any type of encouragement, especially if you get pregnant young. You looked at as like a worthless little girl. Yeah, like a stupid little girl. I remember when I got pregnant and I was in college during this time, the rumor mill was on fire because I was pregnant. All kinds of, all types of negative comments came my way and were talked about by everybody on campus that didn't know me, that didn't know my story, that didn't, and it didn't matter. At the end of the day, I'm a fellow student who's trying to make things happen, who's pregnant too. That's it. But I was the talk of the town and that is so true. If it would have been any different, I think it would have, if I was, and I say this all the time, if I was white and I got pregnant when I was in college, I would have been seen as a, oh, she's doing it. She's independent. She's got this. But because I was brown and pregnant at a prestigious college, I was looked at as oh, you're taking an opportunity from someone else who deserves it. Like, I don't deserve the opportunity that I'm having because I I struggled for it because I fought for it. And that's so sick. It shouldn't be like that. I mean, unfortunately, we can't change nothing about that because it's how society has been for many years and will continue to be that way. But that's so sick. Nobody looked at you and saw maybe she needs a little help. Maybe she needs some encouragement. Maybe we should go talk to her and maybe get her in parents in classes, especially you being a young woman in college. They should have somehow given you those resources instead of talking about you. Oh, I wish. Uh, Luckily, you know, I I had found my own tribe and a professor, my mentor that I talk about in other episodes about like she helped me down during that time and she really taught me how I can do it. And thankfully, because of that, in my in desire to be a good parent, all of that combined is what 
really allowed me to blossom in that space and continue persevering because I did finish college with my child. And a lot of people at that school were betting against me. And I, I remember feeling it. I remember the eyeballs as I walked into classes like, you know, I have a child and you know, my lifestyle is nothing compared to these kids. And that's fine because it was my choice to have my child. But at the same time, where is the celebration in, in that I'm doing it, that I'm that I'm just doing it doesn't matter what's coming my way i'm still in college i'm still 21 years old i'm still 22 years old as a college student full-time college student having this experience even if i do have a child so i'll say that's when i started experiencing mom guilt (laughs) (laughs) so would you agree that having a tough pregnancy or a not so ideal pregnancy has like a high connection with mom guilt I would say so. I would say so because it's easier to be forgiving of your environment when you are in the right space. Let's say I was pregnant at that same time and I had a family that supported me in a school that understood. Because I know there are schools out there that are like, yeah, you know, people have pregnancies when they're here and this is what we have for the children there's daycare there's this setup already there's this tunnel there's funnel or whatever they want to call it pipeline system that is in place because at college level like you are you are not an adult but you are doing adult things to be quite honest legally speaking you're 18 you're doing adult things and things like this happen yeah people choose to you know terminate pregnancies and that's a real thing and that's within its own a huge thing that's happening on campus but i chose to keep my child that's it that's the only difference that i had between someone who chose to terminate their pregnancy during college years that's the only difference okay that's that's a lot that's definitely a lot and i can tell that that plays a big part that weighs in on women yeah and mom guilt in college is real like we should be able to get as as women, we should be able to have the liberty of saying, we want a higher education for the child that I'm having. And I want to do it through pregnancy. The fuck? Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> She's very passionate about this, y'all. So it's okay. <laughs> Mom guilt is real. And I, I, I think more people need to talk about it. And I think it needs to be heard. Like, yeah, this happens and people need support. We need to stop talking about each other. Like we don't know what we go through as women, as people. Like I I was so taken back by all these people who, and it came from professors too, that looked at me with everything but compassion because I was in college and I had a baby. And And these people had children. These people had families. So I never understood that like, oh, because it didn't, it doesn't follow your, your path of what you see a traditional student do. I'm not worthy of that compassion. And that's, that's unfortunate, but that's exactly what's happening and it continues to happen. Ooh, girl. So let's turn it back to you. When was the earliest experience of mom guilt that you can identify in your motherhood oh wow if I had to identify again like for the longest I didn't know what it was but if I had to really think about it and put a pin on it that's really hard for me because like I remember feeling bad 
when I was no longer able to breastfeed because I was scared that my baby wouldn't have the proper nutrients drinking formula milk. And I was kind of wondering, like, what does that say about me? Did I do something wrong for me to not be able to breastfeed anymore? So it sounds simple, but that's, that's exactly when I felt it. And it doesn't help either that, I mean, I got pregnant at 18 years old by a loser, if we can sum it up in so many words. And I, I hit my pregnancy for like six and a half, almost seven months. So <laughs> to be already ashamed to be pregnant that young, it, it, it played a role in it. I didn't feel too great about that. So not only when the baby was born, everything kind of made me feel bad. But when I had to think about it for real, it had to be when my milk dried up. I was not happy about that. Oh, and it's not so simple. That carries weight. That that tells you like it. Um, I I breastfed my daughter for six months, and the same thing, same thing again. Mom guilt there too. I felt like I wasn't doing my job as a provider for her when my milk dried up. Like, what am I? If I cannot feed you, then what good am I to you? But you know what? A lot of that feeling of feeling bad about our breast milk comes from society comes from the books it comes from media constantly making it seem like you're not a mom if you don't breastfeed so constantly having it fed to us and told to us and placed upon us when the milk dries up yeah you feel like crap you feel like a little dry raisin sitting in the corner like (laughs) there's no purpose to you so yeah I blame a lot of that too on what's taught to us and what isn't taught to us so what would you say to someone who is currently breastfeeding I would tell them to do it as long as they can. And if you feel that you're not producing enough milk, here's some things to try. And if they ever got to the point where you go dry or the baby starts to refuse your breast, you did nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. You're still a mother at the end of the day. I'm sure you still find a way to feed that baby. As long as that baby is fed, you're doing a great job. I agree with that. I also, I would add though, do it as long as you want to. I remember me hitting the six month mark and me being exhausted from breastfeeding and me wanting it to just be done. But at the same time, I had a timeline of, I want to breastfeed my child until she's one, but I didn't get there. Unfortunately, I say that breastfeed until you want to, like there has to be a time where you just, you, you don't want to do it anymore. And that's okay. That doesn't make you a bad parent. That, that doesn't make you a terrible mom, your kid is going to be okay. Do it as long as you want to. If that's three days because your nipples are sore, because you just don't find that connection with that baby, because sometimes that is also very true. That connection with that baby does not happen right away. And you feel like it's it's something that has taken over your life and you're struggling with that as well. Like, Do it as long as you want to. You are the parent. You are in charge of your body. Show up for yourself in that space and and take what you want out of that experience. I agree with that. And then, like you mentioned, the connection. A lot of women feel like that they are bad parents or weren't doing good as a parent because they don't have that immediate connection that you see in movies with their baby. I've heard women say it took them six, seven, eight months before they really realized like, oh, you're mine. I love you. And that's normal too. Everybody moves at a different pace. There may be other things going on that you don't get that connection right away. And stop listening to the fucking movies. Just because they push the baby out and was so in love at the first two seconds doesn't mean it's supposed to be like that in real life. 
Ooh, say that again because that is so real. I know that's when a mom guilt hit me too. And I remember being like, "Ooh, you're not you you I don't I don't feel that spark. You're a little funny looking and you got a lot of hair." <laughs> and what do you mean I have to change your diaper every two hours and feed you my nipple? Like, excuse me. I'm not prepared for this. No matter how many books I read, no matter how many documentaries I watch, no matter how much I got in tune with myself to be a parent, I'm not ready for this. And that's a normal feeling. And we need to talk more about that too. It needs to be shown more. Not having that immediate, I don't know, head over heels type of feeling or that immediate like emotional connection is not wrong and it's okay. It's very normal. And I hate that idea of how they try to push that, especially like if you're watching, I don't watch Lifetime movies. I don't really like them. But in like these Lifetime movies, when the woman pushed the baby out and she's sobbing, oh, it's so beautiful. I love it so much. Get that scripted shit out of here. That don't really happen like that. And they need to stop showing that too. It would be less mom guilt if they stopped showing that stupid stuff. That is so true. And it would create an environment to have different types of experiences be okay. Because if you don't have the teary eye, that's okay. I probably shed about two tears when I had my child. But her father, he was a waterwork faucet. And that's okay. I didn't have that experience. He did. And that's fine. And it was nice to see him doing that. But at the same time, I had a different experience with my child. I I didn't relate to her. To me... I felt more of the weight of being a parent. Becoming a parent is like taking on a book bag that you're going to carry for the rest of your life on your back. And the only person that can carry it is you. You can't pass it on to someone else. You can't say, here's my child, go raise her. Because if you want a good child that represents who you are, you have to do that work. That's true in some situations because some people are not meant to be parents so maybe that child may be better off with someone else so in that instance yes you could pass on that backpack but if you are a good person you have your values you have your morals in place and you want that child to be better off then yes at that point keep that backpack to yourself <laughs> hold on to it at that point this is a one of the i'm, I'm imagining this book bag is one of those backpacks that you take on the trip that we are talking about is one <laughs> one for everything. One <laughs> of those big old gigantic backpacks, it's like a apartment for everything. <laughs> yeah, it's like apartment for everything. Anything you might need in life, here it goes. Here is your backpack for this child that you just had. So I say that to say, when I first had my daughter, I felt that you know, like, wow, this is you're at, uh, uh, this is my job description. This is I. This is my benefit. This is my salary. Like, I have you for ever it's not even 18 years it's ever i'm forever gonna be her parent she's forever going to call on me and i'm okay with that because i had her and she's my daughter but initially i'm like wow (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what's the return policy on this (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know if i felt that like obviously it set in once i got home with this baby and she was looking at me in three in the morning like where's my milk and i was like oh this is for real so I don't have that moment exactly when I push her out. And this, I don't think this counts as mom guilt, but maybe for certain moms it can count. But I remember the second I pushed her out and I felt my stomach go flat. And the first thing I said out my mouth was, my stomach's flat again. 
and that may sound so self-centered and that may sound kind of like a it's about me type of thing but that was literally the first thing I thought when I pushed her out and now when I look back at it that (laughs) I can see why some moms may think I should have had mom guilt for feeling that way but I didn't I was happy to have a flat stomach again are you kidding me (laughs) and you showed it to your body is like saying oh I have my body back the fuck yeah, that's how it felt. That's when it's a deflated. I was like, oh, I'm back in there. Give me a couple weeks for this little pouch to go away. I'm back in belly tops. Like, that's what I was feeling. And that may be kind of a a self-centered, ego-driven type of thing. But yeah, a lot of moms have mom guilt about wanting their body back. But I didn't. Aww. I don't know if I had mom guilt about that. I think it, I felt two ways about it. I remember crying over the fact that I didn't have a belly anymore. But I remember crying over the fact that I had to be responsible for feeding a baby that was no longer inside of me. And me feeling like the best way that I could protect her was when she was inside of me. Why? Because I can tell what she's eating. I could tell that the environment was good. The more control I had over her safety was when she was inside my stomach. And so my it was grief over that idea of, damn, like she's going to be exposed to so many things that I can't control. And she's I, she's going to have a life that I'm not going to experience fully with her because she's her own person. And at some point, I'm going to have to let her go into the world and have her own experience. And she's going to be out there and she's not going to be my little baby anymore. And this is moving too fast. And my anxiety is like, girl, you're at a thousand speed. <laughs> See, I was waiting on you to say that. So you can agree with me when I say that mom guilt has a lot of fear and anxiety based in it. Like oh, that's what sure. that's what kind of starts mom guilt, being scared of what could happen to the child, being anxious of what if I don't know what to feed them, what if I don't know what to teach them. Like it all stems from fear and anxiety. Yes, yes, I believe so. And I think that's what parenting is. It's it's anxiety because you're always thinking about the future. Like you you say Good parents versus bad parents. I'm mostly talking about parents who are aware that they're parenting, that they're taking on the job of parenting a kid. But whenever I say parenting is usually onward looking, it's because you're doing it from the perspective of I want my offspring to have this experience or have this type of life or this is how I'm going to set them up. And that's good parenting to me. Okay. Okay. And I agree with that. But it's also driven on anxiety because anxiety is always thinking about the future, always being in the future when you're in the present. So I can agree with that part too. So how do we deal with mom guilt now that we've established that (laughs) ever since the beginning, we've had mom guilt? (laughs) Oh gosh. Well, that's kind of tough because there's many different ways a person can deal with mom guilt. The one way that I used to deal with it a lot, again, telling myself, you're being too dramatic, girl, get over it. And I did that. I'll still do it now to this very day. And my daughter's 11. I still have moments when I got to tell myself, she's going to be fine. You're literally stressing for nothing. Go, go for a walk. Go watch some TV. Go get your mind off of it. So that's one way of like, you know, internally dealing with it. But as far as like dealing with it in other ways, I would just say, I mean, just look at your child. Talk to your child. Ask your child sometimes, do you feel like I'm feeding you enough? Do you feel like I talk to you enough? Do you feel love? Can we hang out and bond? 
And that can kind of help a little bit with it too, to see that your child is doing fine with everything that you're doing. That can kind of ease the guilt a little bit. I agree. I agree. I love that. I, I don't like the idea that society tends to believe that parenting is so singular. Parenting happens in, in partnership with your child. I'm not saying mm-hmm. let your child tell you how to parent them, but allow your child to have input on how you're parenting them. Why? Because they need to, because they know what they need from you as a parent. And they could only tell you. No one else can. I agree with that. That's true. That's very true. Even with the little babies. Obviously, mom guilt can start, not always, but can start when the child is very young and probably not able to speak up for themselves. With that, even trying to build some type of connection with your baby can help reassure you that your toddler is doing fine or your newborn is doing fine. One way that I used to deal with it a lot too that I didn't really think about when I would take her to her appointments. Is it every month when they're first born? Every month they have an appointment? I can't remember. It's been so long. But (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But when I would take her to her appointments and the doctors would say things like, oh, she's gained six ounces since her last appointment. Oh, she's grown two inches since she's last seen us. Like, Hearing words like that from the doctor made me feel a little better. Okay, so whatever I'm doing at home, I'm doing it right. The child is growing. So that helps a lot too, just to have that pat on the back from a professional or pat on the back from somebody in your circle. I agree. And that pat on the back should happen naturally. People around you need to do it more. I think that conversation is also something worth discussing is celebrating someone's parenting is so essential. And it's not a, I'm going to take care of your kid while you go do that. No, it's more of a, hey, I see that, you know, that baby's looking good. Good for you. Whatever you're doing, you're doing right. Good job. That right there, those two seconds mean the world to new newcomers in parenting. And older comers in parenting too, because every year is different. Every year of some of a baby's life, 9, 10, 11, 12, whatever year they're in, it's so different. They change so quickly. Things become harder. Different things become easier. All of it. Parenting is an ongoing process. It's never done and it's an ongoing process. And we always need encouragement because we are raising the future. These are people that are going to take care of other people in society beyond just their family that's true so with that in mind like you said as they get older obviously things change the way that child was six months ago won't be the same way they are today right but do you think mom guilt kind of goes away as the child gets older and become more independent and kind of go on their own Uh, that's a really good question um i think it becomes different okay can you give examples how you think it becomes different yeah, I was going to give the example of me going to a concert and me feeling guilty because I was leaving my child. Have I spent enough time with her? Is she going to be okay while I'm over here having fun? Like, she's not having as much fun as I am having because, you know, I'm here and she's there. But am I am I okay? Am I allowed to go have fun <laughs> as an adult and go enjoy for something that I paid for while my child is not with me? That's that for me was a serious moment of mom guilt. And it got to the point where I became really anxious over it. And I'm like, let me go ahead and cancel this trip because I'm feeling guilty about having a moment to myself. 
So, yeah, it changes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I can say that. I can say it changes. I, again, I didn't even know I was going through the whole mom guilt phase or situation. But considering how old this girl is now, how she shows me, like, like I'm okay on my own because of what you taught me or I'm okay to do this because of what you have shown me. I would say I have it less, just a little bit less though. I still worry about her or even like, like before things got ugly with the world, we ain't going to go there. You know, I don't know what I'm talking about. Before (laughs) things got ugly with the world, I used to travel a lot. And there were some times when I would feel kind of guilty because I would be traveling without my child or I had to leave my child with my mom again because I had to go to this state that state whatever whatever and then it doesn't help when the person who's in charge of your child while you're gone is saying crazy things to you you're not with your child enough I want a break too when do I get to go places without somebody's child on my hip so hearing that too doesn't help so that's why I say too like it it really takes a circle like to have somebody on your back and you know someone to make you feel good dang let's let's go ahead and spotlight something real quick and that's something that i I mentioned earlier like how important it is to have a community that celebrates you the fuck you are allowed to go places without your child and i know that i just had mom guilt over me going to a concert listeners (laughs) i went to the concert i enjoyed i enjoyed the little bit of the concert that i did see so going back to that you are allowed to move without your child Especially if you know that you are the only person that is giving to your child. People are allowed you know what, a break. Honestly, honestly, that's how you maintain a healthy relationship with your child. I hear these people out here, again, these are coming from other moms who sit there and say things like, I always have my baby. I never go nowhere without my baby. I'm a good mom because I have my baby 24-7. Like, no honey, you need a break. That child should not be up under you all the time. When did that child have time to be a child without you hovering over them? When do you have time to do adult things that a child on your hip limiting you? You need a break from your kids. That's that's the healthy thing to do. I don't care what nobody say. Y'all can go against me in the comments. If y'all against me, say that. But that's how I feel. Like... You need a break from your kids. Say that with your chest. Yeah, go ahead, comment, tell me your opinion on it. But that's how I feel. Like, in order to be a healthy, functioning mom, to have a good connection with your kids, sometimes you got to disappear for a weekend. Sometimes you got to go on a date, go get dinner and a movie without them saying mom, mom, mom every two seconds. Yes, yes. Also, there's a difference between doing it every weekend and doing it when you need a break. We're talking about parenting that is aware we're talking about parenting that you are in in frequency with your child i'm not talking about these other parents i know that there's a lot of different parenting styles out there and to each their own i hope that your child grows up and is a successful adult i'm talking about a very specific kind of parenting here Mm -hmm. yes absolutely can we also talk about too i kind of touched on it a little bit how other moms try to make moms feel guilty? Uh, yeah, can we? <laughs> can we? Because sometimes I wonder about that too. And as a single parent, I am a single parent. I have been a single parent for, I don't know, a, few, a little bit. <laughs> 
I say that with reluctancy because I felt like a single parent when I wasn't a single parent as well. So I'll, I'll say that I have been a single parent for a little bit. But at my daughter's school, I am one of the only, if very, and few single parents in the community. And I do a lot for the school where my daughter goes to school. But even in the all that I do, sometimes I feel like I don't do enough. And that's opinion or feel from my fellow parents. Mm. And to me, it's like, oh, on top of me being a single parent, I'm still not doing enough. And yeah, it feels burdensome. Like, hmm, okay. Guilt by association here is real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but even with that, though, like like you said, being very involved with your daughter's school you would think that they recognize that and they would make you feel guilty if that makes sense you know what I'm saying like even though yes you are a single parent but you're showing up to her school you're participating in these different meetings regardless of how pointless they may be you're there but (laughs) it don't take time to acknowledge that you're actually there you're putting forth an effort so there should be nothing to feel guilty about well, you know, that's something that I struggle with. It's like, am I, I'm not doing enough here to showcase that I am parenting her the way that I need. To, uh, 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 listeners, it's a cycle. I'm working through it. <laughs> yeah. And with any other mom out there who's experiencing any type of mom guilt for any reason, it's something you gradually have to work through. But in all of it, like, trust me, you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. You you are doing a good job. As long as you are aware, as long as you are listening to your child, like, man, you're doing a fabulous job. Keep showing up. I think that's another thing about mom guilt that is a coping mechanism or is a skill that allows you to overcome that is just a reminder of, man, you're going to be okay. At the end of the day, what's going to come is going to come. That's it. The best thing you can do is be present for your kid and allow your kid to have a good childhood and set them up as best as you can for the future financially, emotionally, intellectually, all the least. <laughs> do it. Mm-hmm. But that that's all really- you can do. That's all you can do. As parents, we got to let it go. Exactly. Be gentle with yourselves. Yes, be gentle with yourself so you can take off that blindfold and see that it's not that bad. You're doing all right. (laughs) Can we also say, too, just to kind of give them more detail on how to overcome mom guilt, maybe identify the source of the guilt. Is it something that you've had past trauma with? Or is it kind of like um, dealing with your mental health as far as being an anxious person or even a bipolar disorder? Is it coming from that? Or if you're trying to maybe make up what your parents didn't do for you. It sometimes mm. it helps to sit down and think about these things. Yeah. I really think a lot of my mom guilt probably came from honestly having the parents that I had. They were very nonchalant and kind of was like, oh girl, you get over whatever. And I don't want to be like that with my child. So I think that's where a lot of my guilt came from too. Ooh, that's also true. I would have to say definitely most of my mom guilt definitely comes from my parent parenting me. And but I, it also evolves, and this is why <laughs> mom guilt is so sophisticated as a topic because it mutates from not only the guilt that I have from the way that I was parented, 
but the guilt that I have for trying to change that narrative and not having the blueprint to knowing how to do it well enough where I don't feel like I'm messing up my kid in the process and I'm traumatizing her. I'm giving her my trauma unconsciously or in the effect of my parenting of her. So it's an evolution of guilt. <laughs> 2.0. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I know we had kind of looked this up, but would you like to take a look at the mom guilt bingo chart that we found? Oh, yes. Let's do a bingo. So let's give them a visual of this mom bingo. Okay. So I'm pretty sure everyone out there is familiar with bingo, whether you played it or seen others play it. And so with mom guilt bingo, it's a chart, the same layout as a bingo chart, but instead of having like, I don't know, B5 or O62, instead of having numbers and letters, there are different things that moms have guilt about on the chart. So (laughs) how do you want to start this off? Do you want to just maybe just go across the board and say if we felt this or not or yeah let's count I want to almost make it like a point system (laughs) just like a bingo card there are 25 spaces so (laughs) okay so potentially we can have 25 things is that what I'm hearing yes we have 25 points yes if we're doing it with this point system let's do it as we go if one is terrible then we should give it more points (laughs) Well, no, we're not going to do the whole, it was terrible because that's putting more guilt on it as a mom. We don't want to build our mom. guilt. want to get over it. So (laughs) that's true. So maybe we should do negative (laughs) points. I don't know. We'll find our way. Let's go on. Let's wing it as we do parenting. (laughs) Okay. Okay. There you go. Wing it like you do parenting. That's all right. So (laughs) the first one. Pizza for dinner. Have you ever felt mom guilt for giving your child pizza for dinner? Uh, yes. Oh my goodness. It, yes. it makes me feel not only a guilty as a mom, it makes me feel guilty as a professional cook, <laughs> a professional pastry chef, a DIY self, a Capricorn self. <laughs> <laughs> Culturally speaking, you know how our culture brings us in. Women need to know how to cook. You need to cook for your family. You need to cook for your man. You need to cook for your grandma, your uncle, anybody that comes through your house, you need to feed them like that. It plays into that guilt as well. Whatever that guilt is called, that one too. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? Sometimes you just don't feel like slaving over a hot stove. So pizza it is quick and easy and kids love pizza. So yep. Yep. I think over time I really have grown out of it and I've really embraced it because it is helpful especially when you were tired from the day that's true. fine comforting food for yourself too i think that's grace that is true that is true i agree with that so y'all out there it's okay for them kids to have pizza for dinner okay so we <laughs> get one point for pizza I, I got one point for that see another one yelled yelled oh my goodness. yeah i felt oh my good for that Definitely. I feel terrible after. I feel terrible during it. And sometimes, I don't know, when you're in raw emotion, there is very little, there's no emergency break. I agree. I agree with that. And sometimes, too, after 
I've had a moment where I kind of like yelled at her or scolded her about something. I do go back and apologize and I explain to her why that happened or why I shouldn't have done that. And, you know, I let her know, like, it's nothing against you. Maybe I was mad at the situation and I didn't know how else to express myself. That's something I'll work on. So just like we expect them to apologize for their wrongdoings, we have to apologize to them, too. So I definitely have apologized to her for yelling. Yes, that's true. That right there. Reiterate that you have to apologize to your child. There's nothing wrong with that. Do it more frequently. The fuck is wrong with you if you don't like if you don't apologize to your child, go do that today. Find a reason to apologize so your child can know that you know how to apologize to them and they can respect you because that is the healthy mechanism of a relationship. I agree. I agree. And let's see the next Girl, so we get another point for that. I appreciate that because it's normal for women or parents to yell from time to time, but also come through and let them know. Let them know because I do apologize to my child when I do it. And I let her know, like, this is not an excuse, but this is the reason. And I am sorry. I do too. I do too. And I'll forever do that. Now, obviously, that goes back to pinpointing where our mom guilt is coming from, like I mentioned a few minutes ago. So being able to pinpoint why I acted that way or what I did wrong and apologizing for it, that shows accountability. That's showing my child too that I am human. I made a mistake and I will do better. Yes. And that's what we should be showing our children. Like we are people and people do this and you can have these type of relationships. I always tell my daughter, like you will learn about relationships based on upon how you and I have relationship. And we need to be both accountable to that. Not just me because I'm the adult, but my job as an adult, the little, the big one is to make sure that I showcase you a good way of having a relationship because she's going to encounter other relationships in her life that are going to test those dynamics. And I want to make sure that she understands like this is how relationships operate. It's unfair for people to assume that a child will grow up to an adult and know how to operate in relationships if they're never taught. Yep. Yep. I hope y'all listening out there. This is good information. (laughs) All right. All right. So we get one point for yelling. All right. Let's pick another one on the board. Let's see. Won't buy them a puppy. I have no mom guilt about that. (laughs) I don't either. (laughs) No, No I'm sorry. This house is not ready for a dog. And I stand on that. And I don't feel guilty about it. So I get no point. <laughs> I get no point for that. That's fine with me too. Because yeah, no, a dog, a pet, generally speaking, is a lot of things happening. And I'm not ready for that. That's a whole nother bill, a whole nother this, that, this, the dog, the dog. No, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> All right. So we, we only get two points now, two out of three. So moving mm-hmm. on. Uh, <laughs> another one used tv as the babysitter i don't think i've ever really done that in a sense of using a tv as a babysitter however i have used the tv to keep her distracted and i did not feel guilty about it now what does that mean in terms of babysitter like i leave the house and she is only watching tv or just putting her in front of the tv as i do something else it it doesn't really say i guess it depends on the situation Uh, Maybe there are people out there that put the kid in front of the TV and maybe run around the corner real quick. I don't know. But 
that's why I say I can't really. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put her in front of TV and go out to the club for the night. That that's kind of dangerous. But uh, <laughs> no, like. I don't know. I also think about how people say, oh, the TV is raising your kid because you are busy working. Like they get home and turn on the TV. And that's what I'm thinking as well when I when I hear that. Okay. Okay. That could be it. But even with that, whether she's watching TV while I'm cooking or watching TV while I'm working, I don't feel guilty about it. Okay. Why? Because I don't see a reason to feel guilty. Like I'm standing right there. I can see and hear what she's watching, so there's never nothing inappropriate. So I don't feel bad about it. Then as humans, we watch TV. The hell? Like <laughs> Yeah, that is so true. That I think that is the reason why I don't feel guilty because it's part of her growing up. Like that's part of her story. But I don't like when it's done for an extended amount of time. That's when I start to feel guilty. If I know that she has been on the computer or on the TV for an extended amount of time, I'm like, girl, come on, let's go. Let's go enjoy the fresh air out here. Look, there's a tree. Look at this tree. <laughs> so that goes on to the next square. The next, well, we don't get a point for that one, obviously, but you may no. get a point for this one. Having mom guilt because of screen time of any kind. Okay, that's me. I'll have, yeah, she has limits to her screen time on her apps and on her videos and on her phone just because too much screen, you need to do something, you need to read, you need to do math, you need to make slime. I don't know what you're going to do. You need to bother me. You need to be jumping off the walls. You need to do your nails. (laughs) You need to eat your fingernails. I don't know, but you need to do something else that's not screen related. Yes, I have mom guilt on that. Okay, well, you got a point for that. I wouldn't say that I feel guilty about it. However, it does frustrate me. I get a little mad about it. Like, if I want to go for a walk with her, but she's too busy playing some video game, I don't feel guilty, but I will feel kind of mad. Like, damn, what am I? So, like, <laughs> no guilt, <laughs> but I do get a little mad about it. Ah, that's so different. Okay, so do you think you'll get a point for that or no? I would say not because it's not guilt. It's, it's anger. A little upset. Okay. So not exactly guilt. So no point for me. No point for you. Okay. So this is where you and I differentiate. Okay. Cool. I'm keeping I'm keeping tally. Moving on. <laughs> okay. Your Next Capricorn one. is showing. Your Capricorn is showing. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, this one's kind of... Okay. I won't pass judgment. I'll just read it. Birthday party wasn't Pinterest worthy. I have no mom guilt about that. Huh. I used to. But now oh. I don't give a fuck. Okay. Is there a reason why you used to have guilt about that? Just be it came from my perfectionism. Um, and it came from my desire to have her be celebrated in the most perfect way. And the idea if she wanted and over the years I've learned to just let it go. But the first years that I had her birthday, it was, well, she wants this and I'm going to make sure that she has the best possible experience in this type of birthday celebration. I love decorating for birthdays. I love the idea of creating a theme and all of that. But for her, I took it overboard. It was a she needs to have if she wants rainbow, she needs to have rainbows from the top to the bottom and she needs to look like a fucking rainbow. and whatever i can do to get it there that means cookies that means cake and all of this is made from scratch all of this is created through 
my my hands and I enjoyed that because I want her to know that the things that I have created for her are coming from me that are coming from my love so yeah it would be a the Capricorn part of me wanting to for everything to be perfect and executed well but as well as the mom part of I want her to have the best best experience because she's my daughter and I want her to feel valued I want her to feel loved I want her to look back at this and say man my my mom really went all out for me okay okay so you definitely get a point for that I girl I've never been a decorate for birthday type of person so I've never cared if it was a theme I never cared if things match I never cared if if it was Pinterest worthy so to say none of that never mattered to me and it still don't so oh <laughs> I don't get no like points I, yeah that's so funny like I said I've gone less like last year we just got ice cream cake and we sung happy birthday and she was fine with that you know we had an experience outside of that and we enjoyed our time together but Oh, yeah, at the beginning, especially as a new mom, especially as an I feel like being a young mom also puts so much pressure on that because you know that the gaze of people are inwardly watching what you're doing as a young mom. Because why? Because generally speaking, our communities are like mm-hmm, judging in Spanish, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that carries weight and I and I carry that. Like I don't want my daughter to be out here looking crusty, musty, and dusty on her birthday. And <laughs> <laughs> and so when she was younger, yeah, I took it on more. But as she got older, I'm like, you can look a little crusty, you can look a little musty, and I still love you. You're good. You're still breathing. You're still alive. I'm doing something. <laughs> okay, okay, well, that's valid. Well, you get a point for that. I'm still sitting at two points. Uh <laughs> Let's see. What's another one on the board? Okay, this one's interesting. Wine or sushi after conception? Uh, no. Yeah, I want to say though. No. I mean, I I was 18, so I couldn't drink. I was plant based, so I wasn't eating no sushi, so that never crossed my mind. So I would say no. Yeah, no. After conception, meaning like yes. after I got like pregnant, what? I wanted to have wine, or I wanted to eat sushi. Yeah, because a lot of moms believe they cannot eat raw fish or drink wine while they're pregnant. So if they were to have like a sip of wine or have like a little piece of sushi, they feel bad like they're hurting the baby. Oh, I see. No, I didn't feel that way. I just, I didn't, I I, I was 20. I At 21, I was celebrating my birthday and I was pregnant, but... I was celebrating my birthday with virgin drinks and we went, (laughs) this is a funny story. (laughs) My daughter's father and I were hopping bars, but the way we were hopping bars was that I would get the virgin drink and he would get the one that had the alcohol in it. And by the end of the night, he was drunk and I was just enjoying my drinks. (laughs) 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 <laughs> so all of that to say I didn't have that guilt because I knew what I was doing and I wasn't a drinker to begin with so no and sushi no no I don't get a point for that either okay okay well no points for us on that one let's see another one non-organic produce purchase no guilt no mom guilt however I do prefer to buy her organic things you know me all plant-based and whatnot so uh, I do prefer her to buy or eat organic things, but if I can't find it in organic, I don't feel guilty. I'll be a little upset, but no guilt. 
Yeah, no guilt here either. I look at my budget and I look at the thing. Either way, she's getting the produce that's needed, and that's all really what I'm worried about. If it's non-organic or organic, like that's a prayer to God, a prayer to the universe. May this substance be of good to her, to her health. That's all I can do sometimes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Especially, have you ever tried buying organic chicken wings? Uh-oh. It's like six wings in a pack, and they want twenty dollars for it. So. No. <laughs> Sometimes no. I got to do what I got to do to make it stretch for her. So <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I don't feel bad for that. Not at all. No point. No, We're on a roll. No. no point. Moving on. Let's see. Incomplete baby book. No guilt. I have many completed baby books. so I don't feel guilty. But let's say if you were not able to complete it, would you feel guilty? No, because she alive. right you still have the child you right (laughs) you are the baby book you're the living one (laughs) okay i agree with you on that so no point for that one for us okay we're getting a little better uh (laughs) let's see another one had an epidural Ooh, you didn't have one no i didn't I had a not natural birth from the very beginning since I found out I was pregnant. I wanted a natural birth and I worked on that. Okay, so you can't even you can't even really participate with that one. Uh I had an epidural. It was not in my plan to have an epidural. My sister was there at the time and she scared me and talked me into getting one. Uh but I did not feel guilty that I got when I was a little disappointed that I let her kind of change my decision but I wasn't feeling guilty about it oh so do you get a point for disappointed uh I want to say no because it's talking about guilt and guilt and disappointment well would that be the same thing well let's look it up Listeners, this is our conversation. This is how exactly we'd be going into conversation. I don't know. Well, let's look it up. Go, go. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm typing it in on my laptop. Is guilt and disappointment the same thing? Let's see. Because if it's similar, then you'll get the point. Technicalities. <laughs> no, it seems like there is there is a slight difference. Like they go hand in hand like it's like a hairline difference between the two it depends on the situation okay then i'm gonna go ahead and call technicality and say you get half a point for that okay well i got half a point point five point five for epidural Mm -hmm. let's see another one (laughs) i do this now to this very day hiding in the bathroom i do it proudly i am not guilty oh wow okay so one point for hiding in the bathroom i don't hide in the bathroom so would you not get a point for that? I would not just because I've never really hidden in the bathroom. If anything, I've put her in the bathroom. When she was a baby, I used to put her in the bathroom and I used to turn on the shower and just let her sleep. <laughs> okay, so the white noise from the shower kind of helped her sleep. Oh my goodness. When I discovered that she slept through the white noise of the shower, I was able to take showers. I took a shower almost every day. My little girl, you and I have discovered something beautiful. Okay, okay. So neither one of us get a point for that. Because like I said, I don't feel guilty. I'll go ahead and buy it from right now. Don't think twice about it. So, (laughs) no point there. Let's see another one. Phone at the park. 
Okay, yeah, I would say I felt guilty about that. I'll give myself a point for that one. Okay, me too. I would say simple, yes, definitely. But I counter that with I would put it down and I would go engage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If I noticed I'm being on my phone too much, I would put it in my pocket or something and try to, you know, engage. So one point for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, what's another one? Yoga pants and bed head at pickup. <laughs> no guilt. <laughs> oh, really? Girl, I will show up to the school in my sweatpants and a heartbeat. And as far as bed head, well, obviously as a black woman, I don't want to go outside with my hair all over my head. I do try to put in like a bun or a ponytail or something. But even with my bun or ponytail, no, I don't feel bad. Wow. I think I'll have, I don't think it's as heavy as the other ones that we've had before, but I think so. If anything, I, I try to comb, I'd be combing, I'd be looking. I try to present myself because I think about how my presentation is affecting her and I'm a representation of her in that sense. So I want to present myself somewhat okay. And when I don't, I feel guilty. Like she deserves me to present myself a little bit better at her school, at her environment. That's true. But if it's only at pickup, I'm going to be there like maybe three minutes and I don't know 90% of the people while here. No, I don't care. Get in this car and let's go. Oh, that's so interesting. (laughs) So do I give myself a point for that? You will get a point. I would say so. Okay, so one point for yoga pants. <laughs> yoga pants. Okay. I, I don't even know if it's about yoga pants necessarily. I think it's just more about how I'm presenting. Like, is my face and, washed? Oh, is my teeth brushed? Am I am I looking crusty, musty? And <laughs> well, see that too. Like, I wouldn't go up to her school looking like any old thing. Like during the summer, I do wear a lot of shorts that may be a little bit too short to go outside in. If I got to go up to the school, then I'll put on some longer shorts or some leggings or something. So I won't really embarrass her or embarrass myself. So I do try to be aware of how I'm looking. But if I had to go up there in sweatpants with my hair tied up in a bun, I would not feel guilty. Okay, that right there. I think that technicalities needs to be differentiated because I don't care if I need to pull up in my sweatpants and a bun. But what I care about is being presentable. Yes, yes. So there is a difference that square kind of worded it funny but there is a difference okay so i get no point for that because i think that is what parents should be like don't be showing up to your kid's school looking like you just came from the club knowing damn well (laughs) you were coming to your kid's school i agree i agree with that one uh let's see another one forgot class picture day i don't feel guilty you've forgotten class picture day yeah a couple times i forgot (laughs) (laughs) and I did not feel guilty about it but I'll tell you why I mainly did not feel guilty because my daughter did not care about it she does not care about picture day this year I remembered and she was like I really don't have to dress up just brush my hair like so with her having that type of attitude about it it makes me feel less guilty about it when I forget okay that's fair that's fair um my child has only had a few picture days and I haven't forgotten it so would I feel guilty about it Ah, maybe, maybe, because it is a picture day. Like, they take the picture. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. 
it's a memory it's it's a hey this is your childhood and you're gonna have it for the rest of your life like how do you want to be presenting yourself in this picture when you're 30 like how do you want to look back at your childhood and I think about that often in terms of like my mom guilt and I always think about it from her perspective like what does she want to be seen as her childhood and to me is for picture day I hope she looks cute like I would picture that she would want to look presentable and just enjoying her youth okay okay that makes sense so would you get a point for that no because I have never forgotten her picture day okay okay but if that situation were to happen you would feel a little iffy about it um yeah yeah I think it goes back to the idea too if she was wanting it as well because it goes back to them like what do you want out of childhood if she didn't care I don't care either (laughs) (laughs) okay okay fair enough uh let's see uh we've been on here quite some time so I'll do two more and then we'll call it game okay okay so one more still have not lost the baby weight I did not feel guilty about that Oh, I never really thought about that either. Like, my body's going to be my body. And maybe that's just coming from a place of privilege and that standpoint of self-esteem. But I never really cared. Yeah, you know what? I did care. I've always had a thing. I don't want to say if it's a bad or a good thing, but I've always had a thing about my body weight and how my body looked. So for a little bit, I did care. But for the fact that I went back skinny so quick after giving birth, I never had that time to really feel the guilt of still carrying extra baby weight. Uh, okay. So that's why I said I wouldn't get that point. Okay. Cool. Next one. Okay. One more. We kind of talked about this already, but we'll go over it again. Discontinued breastfeeding before one year. Yes, I felt guilty. Yes. Yes, for sure. Without a doubt. Me too. Definitely. I mean, a baby was still fed, but if I could have fed for another six months to maybe eight months I would have been a little bit happier so yeah I was guilty me too me too I remember trying like oat milk and oats and oat meals and oat beer and all this lactation devices and tools and, and type of things and nothing worked and it made me feel so ugh with myself and with my body that I'm like well I guess we're going to rely on the white man to feed my kid. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was me too. Like I tried the lactating tea that was made with like fenugreek and something else. I ate almonds. I think we're going out of style. Like I tried different things too, to kind of get my milk supply back up. And then when I saw it wasn't working, I ain't gonna lie. I got a little teary eyed. So it, it's sad. It is a sad moment. Yeah, it's for sure. For sure. Okay. So we have points. You ready to count them? Uh, yeah, I was keeping track of my points. So I think I have four and a half if I count it correctly. Oh, okay, good. I was keeping track of your points too. One, <laughs> two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> For who? For me. Oh. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> So the conclusion is, I have mom guilt. <laughs> but an even bigger conclusion is, 
your child is still there. She still loves you and she's still doing well. So all that guilt is just in your head. <laughs> yeah, that right there. That really makes me remember the last little bit of that article that we were reading and talking about. We'll put it in the description box for anybody that um, wants to read it. It reminds me of what it said. I'm going to read it. It says, so love your kids on your terms in the amazing way you already are. And don't let what others are doing or saying put out your parenting fire. And also don't allow what your critic inside your head is telling you about your parenting either. I think the best way to overcome mom guilt is to be present with your child. Do that over and over and over again until it becomes natural, until you know, you're, you feel like you are in a rhythm with your kid. I agree with that. That's my preaching moment for today. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it, listeners. I hope you all learned today that mom guilt is a normal feeling. Mom guilt is something that can be overcome with the right support system and the right techniques and spending time with your child. And yeah, y'all doing a good job out there. Any mom out there, new mom, old mom, get 10 kids mom, get three kids mom, you are doing everything in your power to make sure those babies are safe and taken care of. And that's all that matters. And you keep doing that. Yes. And take some time for yourself too. If anything can be taken from today is be kind, compassionate with yourself and your journey in parenting. It's not easy. But take some time for yourself, realign. Sometimes, you know, the yelling, the stuff that we saw in the bingo card that called us out, like it happens. We're people, we're allowed to have these moments, but at the same time, be accountable to your parenting. That this is your number one job and you could only do it once with one child. So make sure that that child gets the best parenting version of you. Absolutely, absolutely. So with all that being said, y'all be well out there continue to always do your best with your kids if you're ever feeling too guilty to the point that it affects your mental health be sure to seek a support group or therapy it's always a good option some moms enter therapy after they have a kid because of the guilt so don't be afraid to look for therapy as well yeah y'all just be safe out there anything else you want to add on jay Yes, reach out to the, your fellow parents too. I know for Kim and I, it took a little bit for us to get comfortable in talking about the experiences that we have as parents and parents of color too, as young parents too. Like we're both young parents and that took a little bit, but it's continuous conversation and continuous vulnerability to be had amongst parenting groups that are around us. Like do that have a vulnerable moment with your fellow sister in parenting like yeah this shit hurts i remember being breastfeeding and my nipple hurting like babies bite your nipple <laughs> they bite the nipple can get raw from even using the pump too much like it can be yeah. difficult and painful i remember being like nobody tells you this and where do i talk to someone about this and fast forward to now, like Kim and I talk about parenting moments that we have with each other and we exchange like, oh, I would handle it this, this way or I've handled it this way and this is the outcome. Like maybe you should try this or you should try that. Like there is so much power in sharing our experience with one another. I agree. I agree. So I and it also yeah. takes away from feeling guilty. It also takes away. It lessens the burden of feeling guilty. 
It does. It does. I would agree with her 100% on that. I appreciate y'all for listening. I'm glad to have y'all a part of this circle, especially the mothers out there. And feel free to maybe even share with us how you've dealt with mom guilt or how you overcame it or what you're currently doing to overcome it. Like, let us know. We can help each other. Yeah. And share with us what experiences have you had that leads to mom guilt? You know, there are things that we probably didn't even cover in this episode, but we want to hear from you. We are here. May y'all forever be peaceful. May y'all continue to move in love. You are loved. (laughs) Take care of those kids like you've been doing. You're strong. Y'all got this. Yeah. Peace be on to you. Over and out. This episode has been brought to you by Soul Tribe Publishing House.